Okay, hello everybody. Welcome to your very favorite Bronze Age Spider-Man podcast. Here comes the Spider-Cast. I am your co-host, Michael, and as always, I'm joined by... Joshua Mervell. Today we're going to be taking a look at a, uh, a Marvel graphic novel from uh, 1986. I believe August it was released. I um, think so, yeah. Yeah, Marvel graphic novel number 22. Spider-Man, uh, The Amazing Spider-Man in Hookie by Susan K. Putney and Bernie Wrightson, which we'll talk about in a minute, but first we got to talk mm-hmm. about our co-hosts. First, we got G.I. Jolie. Hey! <laughs> All right. Woo, thanks hey. for joining us. Glad you could make it. And of course, on our day off, joining us, Bex Luthor. Now everyone knows my work schedule. Uh-oh. <laughs> now they're going to come Stalker to my work City. and find me again like that one time. Don't do that. <laughs> Wait, really? <laughs> well, we can talk about it later, but yes. Oh, my God. It's okay, we oh don't know no. what city you're in. We're good. That's fine. They did find me through the comic book syndicate, though, so. Oh, oh my God. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Because it's just such a popular show. Everybody watches it and, and listens yeah, to it. Yeah, that's it. All right. Speaking of popular things, we got to talk about our uh, co-host here on the, for the second time on our show. I thought it was more. It feels like more. That's a good thing. But anyway, Dave Constantino. Hi. <laughs> I meant I meant to be here more times, but I'm here now. So. Yeah, that's good. And that's uh, what exactly what matters. And if people, yeah. uh, I, what's the name of your show again? You've got a radio show on C Jam. What is it called again? It's called Revolution Rock. I host it with Adam Pelche, who I know has been on this show several times. Oh, yeah. right, right. Yeah. And how long? How long has that been going on now? Oh, long time, over ten years. Wow. Yeah. And is it also available on the web? It is. Uh, you can find it at cgm.ca or revrock.blogspot.com. Um, yeah. That's pretty cool. And uh, just so everyone knows, what what exactly? I, I think your your focus is <clears> punk <throat> mostly, right? Am I wrong about that? uh kind of uh <laughs> it's a mix of of things so it's like garage punk new wave surf indie well then yeah. i have an important question for you before we jump into spidey okay what do you think of the beach mm. boys i love the beach <laughs> boys and they're on the next episode oh shit all right okay. oh well That's... maybe I'll, I'll tune into that one then okay awesome um okay now uh i know we've probably asked you this before but it's been a long time since you've been on but uh, are you a spidey fan i like spidey yeah 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 i don't like in real life spiders uh, i don't know but spider-man okay. i have no, no issue with spider-man okay that's good to know <laughs> okay so this is kind of a weird one i mean we've been reviewing the regular monthly spider-man comics week in week out and this week it's a little bit of a change of pace uh, so this is a graphic novel. So for those that don't know, ooh, I know that nowadays graphic novel is kind of a pretentious word for any comic book that is too embarrassed to be a regular comic book. But back, <laughs> back in these days when graphic novels were just starting, they were mostly, you know, creator-owned independent and independently published stuff, right? Like Mouse and stuff like mm-hmm. that. But Marvel tried to jump on the bandwagon by just flooding the market with their own graphic novels. So they were oversized, they were on shiny paper, but for the most part, the content was indistinguishable from a typical Marvel comic. You got some gems in there, like X-Men, God Loves, Man Kills, uh, the first one, Dreadstar, and then a whole bunch of other ones, honestly, by creators I've never even heard of, which is kind of interesting. This one, 
is by is drawn by an artist named Bernie Wrightson, who at this point, I mean, he's he's a legend. He's passed away now, but you know, he's pretty famous for doing Swamp Thing and you know mm-hmm. some horror comics. Uh, so he's definitely an industry legend. Uh, we can talk about him later. This writer, Susan K. Putney, I have never heard of her, and I've looked her up, and I, as far as I know, this is the only thing she's ever written. It, so, it, <laughs> it it is the only well-known thing that she's written. Okay. Sorry, my no. audio is being weird. Uh, okay, I think... Oh, God, hold on. You sound good to me. Really? Okay. Um, okay, so... This the the reason why uh, it looks like this is the only thing that she's written is because it's pretty much is she did a couple of like indie comics um, like of like of her own. Uh, But this was actually a write in idea. Seriously? So she's yeah, she sent this idea into Marvel and they liked it. So they teamed her up with another writer um and which actually i think i think they teamed her up with bernie right and um they created this story see okay so it's interesting because i posted my mini review of this comic on a a facebook page and almost Mm -hmm. everyone agreed with me and our our thesis is basically we thought that bernie wrightson just wanted an excuse to draw monsters and fantasy and whatever he wanted to draw and they kind of just found a writer to to fill in like the dialogue but it sounds like it's the exact opposite which is really surprising to me yeah so so i think that they got him because of the content of the story okay and originally um i believe it was supposed to be doctor strange right and then it was changed to be the x-force i believe it was at the time well, no, it would have been X Factor, maybe. X Factor, yeah, yeah. and then uh, and then eventually changed to Spider Man. Hmm. Um, and I think <laughs> the reason why it was ultimately changed to Spider Man is because um, the theme that the story is trying to tell is very like is very Spider Man esque, right? It's that like responsibility. And kind of growing up and taking care of the thing that you should be taking care of. Um, so I think that, um, I mean, we'll get into this later, I'm sure. But I think that Spider-Man fits well into the themes of this story. Uh, you, I would argue, though, that Doctor Strange fits the um, genre more, right? Like the fantasy, yeah, I metaphysical feel like, thing. I feel like Doctor Strange would... if. If Doctor Strange was in this story, I feel like none of this would have happened, though, because Doctor Strange is used to all of this stuff. Okay. So there wouldn't really be much of a story, correct? But is there a story? <laughs> but anyway, we'll talk about that later. Okay, okay, so first, Josh, why don't you tell everybody what this graphic novel is all about, okay? Okay, sure. So, um, we start off with Spider-Man... You know, swinging through the city, he stops uh, a mugging, I believe, in an alleyway. And then once everything's kind of taken care of, he runs into this like woman appears. um, And it's. um, What's her name? Yeah, it's. uh, We just talked about it. Oh my God. Mirandi? Mirandi. Her name is. um, Oh, Spin Drifter. Spin Drifter. (laughs) (laughs) i've got i've got notes here somewhere here we go uh yeah mirandy sorkecker 
Soroker, something like that. Um, It's like a Norwegian name, I believe, since uh, a lot of this is kind of like pulled from uh, Norwegian culture or Norwegian uh, words, which we'll talk about later. But um, we see her kind of bump into into spider-man and she said she mentioned something about uncle ben and he's kind of like what how does this how does this woman i've never met know who i am and she goes oh yeah don't worry relax i can read your aura it's very clear uh you don't remember me though we met a long time ago we were kids and this woman is very young like she is actually a kid she's not a woman um so Spider-Man's a little confused, swings away. He's kind of, um, he runs into her again later on. And she kind of explains what she's doing there and that she is looking for help um, with this. Parker, are you kidding me? <laughs> I was going to say, can you do the review See, without grunting? This is the case where I wish the cameras were on, but anyway. Yeah, well, he was. it was off screen anyways, uh, but apparently he wanted more food because um, <laughs> he jumped up onto the container, but the container was empty and it fell on him. Oh, Parker, poor guy. Here. Or maybe he just come didn't here. like the comic. Yeah, maybe. Maybe he didn't like the comic. Um... <laughs> So we find out that she's looking for help to defeat this monster called... Now, forgive me. I'm not going to say this correctly, I'm sure. But it's Tordenka... Oh, my God. Tordenkekerlak. Tordenkekerlak. Something like that. It's like a weird Norwegian word. Yeah. And Spider-Man is a little confused. So he um, later on calls Wong and tries to figure it out. Um, Doctor Strange isn't home. Wong doesn't really know what it is. So he starts doing research of his own. And he finds out that it's a Norwegian word and it means um, thunder cockroach. <laughs> so he's a little confused as to what the heck's going on. Uh, later on, he runs into the, to the girl again and he's she says like, hey, you can come help me if you'd like. Um, and he, you know, part that classic like Parker responsibility thing. Like, well, there's somebody in need. I better go help her. So the two of them go down this alleyway and they open up this door and it opens up to a portal to another world. And it's kind of this weird, like Lovecraftian, um, like Jim Henson, like labyrinth esque. Right. World. Right. Um, in another dimension and we find out that her powers are kind of like opening up doors um, whether it be to other dimensions or other places whatever it is Um, the two of them don these like flying capes and they're flying around this like new world Peter gets trapped in uh, into this one world and he there's like a it's like a siren dimension almost right so all of these like very beautiful women are trying to like keep him there and he's like kind of fighting off that urge that like (laughs) siren call uh so he realizes that like no listen my responsibility i've got to go help her as much as i'd love to stay here i gotta go so he leaves and then um they kind of again start dimension hopping and they go to this like beautiful world where it's kind of like full of clouds and like clear skies. And then it's, this monster shows up. It's like kind of looks like a fly or like some sort of insect. Uh, Spidey is able to defeat it pretty quick and they get over to um, Mirandi's ship. 
which is like this huge flying fortress almost in the sky. The two of them start talking and we kind of get a little bit of backstory of Mirandi. And it turns out that her father was this sorcerer. Um, and uh, there's this evil that's after him. And uh, it's kind of cursed within the family. And he falls because of it. And before he dies, he puts a curse on his daughter. So that way she never ages. Because the whole thing is that when she comes of age, um, when she becomes an adult, that's when this monster is supposed to come and find her and kill her. This thunder cockroach, this Norwegian beast. Um, so this curse is that she stays young forever and she never ages, which is why she would know Peter and they would know each other as kids. Um, but Peter wouldn't recognize her after so many years. And, you know, she stayed young and he's kind of grown up and is now like a college student. Um, so, uh, we find out that this insect, um, that they fight, actually kind of transforms after um after it's defeated it's it like transforms into like another being and kind of corrects the mistake of how it died before so it's kind of like an organism that learns from its mistakes and evolves to adapt to whatever killed it before so it's like almost like a hydra in that sense where like you cut off one head two more grow in its place um, it's similar to that. So like once you kill it, it like evolves and comes back to life, but changes in a different way as to kind of correct that mistake. So after it's like a bug, it turns into like this beast with like snappers. And then after that's defeated, it turns into like this long flying, like snake dragon. Um, and then it's like this big, huge, like goblin looking thing and then it comes back as like a goblin with more arms and it's like spidey's got kind of gotta like constantly defeat this thing and learn and um uh eventually what happens is we learn that mirandy has to turn to an adult and this thing was actually put there by her father to train her and get her ready and kind of force her into being an adult when the time was right for her so um at the end of the day she's able to kind of just defeat it by becoming an adult and like giving into that like magic part of her um peter kind of like helps her out um, brings her back into the house when, once she kind of comes to and uh, Spidey goes back to New York and Ooh. leaves her there to kind of, you know, you know, fight this thing. Mm. So <laughs> I got to give you credit because I think we all learned something uh, because <laughs> not, I didn't know any of that, even after okay. reading it. <laughs> but um, I'm, I'm going to save my comments for a little bit later. But Dave, I know this is only your second appearance, but I hope that we don't put you on the spot by asking you to give the first review. Uh, what is your impression of this comic book? Okay. Um, a few questions. Uh, mm -hmm. It kind of seems like uh, 
This was in the 80s, right? 89, you said? Mm-hmm. No, 86. Mm-hmm. 86. Oh, 86, 86, yeah. Was it written by someone that had a bad acid flashback? <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know. But uh, it was not what I expected. Um, it doesn't even seem like a Spider-Man story. Right, right. I agree. Um, like the drawings, obviously the horror thing. I like that kind of stuff, but like I was very confused. And I was thinking like if you were a Spider-Man fan at this time and you were like a kid or younger, you'd probably also be very confused. Um, you might like it though because of the monsters, but it reminded me a bit of like the thing, mm-hmm. the drawings, a little bit of the thing, mm-hmm. how it keeps regenerating and changing right. things yeah. like that. <clears throat> but uh, in general, yeah, it's um, it's weird. And uh, <laughs> my, my my impression of it is that I don't know. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's like you know, it's 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 different. I'll give it that. But it's it's mm. kind of strange. It's not traditional Spider-Man, and that's okay. But yeah, I, I wouldn't recommend it to someone if that's what you're asking. Well, we'll get to that. But do you think that maybe Doctor Strange or someone else would have been more appropriate to the story? Yeah, I think, well, he's mentioned, right? Doesn't he call him or something? Yeah, yeah. Doctor Strange, and, <laughs> That's and Doctor enough. Strange is like, ah, oh, fuck that. I don't want to deal with it. But right. uh, <laughs> he's like, you deal with it, Spider-Man. You go into the other dimension. But uh, yeah, I don't know. I think, I think, yeah, it might have worked. But again, what Josh was saying earlier, like, would it have had the same effect? Would it have got to that point? I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, Spider-Man's the selling point, I think, right? They're like, oh, a new mm-hmm. Spider-Man, graphic right, level. Right, right, They don't say Spider-Man and the wizard world in Cloudland, you know? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that's. I guess yeah. that's my response. Okay. Uh, G.I. Julie, what's your uh, impression of this? Well, it was called Hooky, so... I was like, okay, how do these monsters tie into skipping something? Skipping uh, right, what? Right. What are they skipping? Okay, cool. So they're obviously not skipping school. And then I realized that the name had nothing to do with anything that happens. Right. Um, you know what? <laughs> I like the art. I hate the old man that steals his camera. Like... <laughs> <laughs> So many things bothered me throughout this comic. Mm-hmm. Um, and they kept compounding by showing up. Um, so <laughs> uh, the art was fantastic, though. I really, really liked the art. It reminded me of 70s and 80s animated films. Mm-hmm. So, right, like that, right. That, um... Yeah, like Don yeah, Bluth, like, sort of yes. those like really nice painted mm-hmm. backgrounds, mm-hmm. kind of like American, not American pop. Is that what it's called? Yeah, that's one of them. Yeah, American yeah, pop, heavy metal. Yep. Yeah, they, it was just it was just so nice to look at. Um, I, the Lord of the Rings, Fire and Ice. Yeah, Ralph that that kind of yeah. thing. That yeah. rake and bass. Right, right, right. Yes. Yeah, I agree. Last unicorn. Yes. Yeah. Okay. See, okay, so everyone knows where I'm going. <laughs> yeah. Um, mm. Yeah. And that that's where the love affair kind of ends, is with the art. The story agree. is really weird. Like, no, too weird. It's not so weird that I hate it. It's not like Marvel Team Up, I hate this. Right. It's, mm. the, um, 
I don't know how to feel. I don't. Do you know what? I don't. Uh, I don't dislike this book. I just don't know what happened. <laughs> yep, me neither. Yeah, um, Bex Luthor. What about you? I loved it. <laughs> um, you're all. Everyone is also correct. Um, Spider-Man has. There's no reason Spider-Man needs to be in this, but he is. Otherwise, it wouldn't have sold. <laughs> but True. if this didn't have Spider-Man in it, and it was a young girl's coming-of-age story without Spider-Man, and instead of Spider-Man, all of the things that Spider-Man says are just her internal monologue. Right. Um, this might have been one of the coolest things that I've ever read. <laughs> um, writing's not great, but it is probably the most aesthetically pleasing thing we've read on the we've ha- seen on the show. Um, big fan actually of Bernie Wrightson. Um, didn't realize that it was him who drew this until after I looked it up, and I was like, I know this guy because he did a entire um like a 60 page frankenstein yes graphic novel Uh i didn't know you read that yeah i i came across it in high school on Mm. tumblr um because all the tumblr girls were thirsting over how hot frankenstein was drawn (laughs) 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 the internet's fun and i was like oh this art is sick and it really reminded me of a lot of um japanese horror like manga horror artists so like that's kind of where that I found him through. Um, so this is, I love, I love, I love the monster art. I love the um, Spider-Man with a shield fighting a dragon is probably one of the coolest images that we I've seen in a long time. Um, maybe some needs some more work on drawing little girls, but but I don't care. <laughs> That's the thing is I didn't care that it was. Uh, crazy whacked out high fantasy story that didn't really make sense and didn't explain itself and because the story is relevant it's you're here to look at the, the beautiful art and the interesting universe that it's created and spider-man is just kind of an afterthought mm-hmm. i loved it i had a great time um <laughs> it had some more like oh, oh sorry, sorry go ahead becca <laughs> i was just gonna say more like awful teeth goop monsters i think <laughs> Yeah. Uh, so yeah, um, Josh. Now it's your turn. Go ahead. <clears throat> I also loved it. <laughs> I think. Uh, I think. I, I don't think that this is the best story that we've read by far, but I think it's the one that I enjoyed reading the most out of mm. everything we've read on Spidercast. I really, really loved reading this. Again, maybe it's just because it's so different from what we've been reading every single week. Um, but I had a lot of fun with it. Uh, I mean, ev- everything that everybody else has said, I kind of agree with. It's weird at times that Spidey's in here. I <laughs> get it. Um, I, I get that there's the parallels, right? Like her whole thing is Spider-Man's whole thing, but the genres don't exactly match up, mm-hmm. but that's kind of the fun of it at times that Peter's out of his element, but then it kind of like, well, it's weird that Spider-Man is in this other dimension fighting more monsters. Like he's no longer like a street level and kind of takes away from what Spider-Man is. But at the same time, that's kind of the fun of it. Um, uh, I love, I love the world that that's built. 
Like there's so much without without them like explaining everything and why um, this world is what it is and the reasons for things looking the way that they do it it were it works for me like it really feels like that labyrinth mm-hmm. fraggle rock type of you know uh dark crystal world sure. where there's mm-hmm. things that are there and there's they're there for a reason um in like the lore that the creators have made but they don't need to explain it to you why is her ship a mud skipper mm-hmm. <laughs> I I don't know, but I fucking love it. Like the, her, this gigantic ship. The head of it is literally the head of a mud skipper, and mm-hmm. then the flip, the front flippers that are used to like for the mud skipper to like walk around in the mud are the wings of the ship, and these like giant fans come out and like can spread and. Her bed, her, her bed posts have like these intricate bird statues carved in and. In in the, like the dome on the castle is like a bunch of like bottles, which I assume are like full of like dirt and seeds to kind of grow fruits and veggies for her to live. Because this dimension that she's in is like completely in the sky. And when we see like when we see the 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 like domes on this giant ship, it's we see it's full of green. So she's obviously growing stuff there. But we're never like stopped and told like, listen, I. I had to do all of this because I live in a giant cloud city. What else am I going to do? I have to build this. Atta- you know what I mean? It's just like part of the world. And it, it it's just, it feels lived in and real. And um, I, I just really enjoyed this place that was made and this monster too adapting. This is the, this is maybe the most unique, like just creature that Spider-Man has ever had to, f- to fight that was just like punching you know what i mean like without without having like a obviously i think it's more fun when it's something like a hobgoblin where there's like a motivation but as far as just like monsters for fighting reasons go this is super great super unique that that it like comes back to life and adapts like like the thing like was said before i can't remember who said that i think dave i think it was dave dave yeah, yeah. so um but I really enjoyed it. And the art at times is so fantastic. Like it, it almost looks like a photograph at times, like, or not like a photograph, but it looks like fine art. Sure. Something you would see on like the cover of a novel or something. It's, it, I think the tone of the story really goes hand in hand with the art. The, the art done on the creatures is just like nothing like I've ever read on Spider-Cast or mm-hmm. a, honestly I don't think in any other Spider-Man mm-hmm. comic like this is great. Mm-hmm. Um I mean there are definitely times where the art doesn't work like um like when uh uh <laughs> when Mirandi is like screaming. Mm-hmm. Um it, she kind of looks like He-Man at times. Mm-hmm. Like is she she morphs from a little girl to like yeah, he man. But you know, it's it's good. I don't know. I I absolutely uh-huh. loved this. Um, huh. And had a blast reading it. Do I, oh. I want to mention the stakes seemed high with this an- enemy, like mm. quote enemy, and I haven't felt kind of worried this worried for Spider Man in a long time. 
with him like being able to regenerate and remember and learn um mm-hmm. and spider when spider the exact point where i thought about it was like when spider-man verbalized it and he was like well i'm running out of web shooters like the canisters are running on low he's about to pop out of all of the web shooting like the the web that i shot him with he, like the he's powering up and the next attack will destroy me it felt mm. like you know, it felt very RPG. It was like, uh oh, we didn't, you know, he didn't bring enough potions to this magic world to like <laughs> to help him with this battle. It's like he could die here. I felt like mm-hmm. Spider Man might die. And I haven't felt that in many in many moons. Or at least the little girl. Yeah. You know what I mean? I was honestly because I've never heard of this character before, but apparently Spin Drifter is a character that shows up. Really? I just I think, right? No, I, I don't think so. Oh, okay. Well, maybe it's just for this one-off. <laughs> I was genuinely nervous because the last one we read was like tragic, was it not? Mm. Which one? Like, I think I think some of the uh, the one with the what was the other graphic <clears throat> oh, we read, oh. or maybe it was that one-off story with the that one beast. Whatever it was, like there, there's <laughs> other like one-off graphic novel esque stories. A lot of times they, because it's a one-off and they introduce these new characters, they kind of have the freedom to do whatever they want with them. So if they want to have a tragedy, they can just kill off the character that that they've introduced because it's a brand new character and it's for this one-off story that doesn't really have anything to do with the continuity of Mm -hmm. Spider-Man. Right? I I have a feeling that... Him going to another dimension and fighting this beast is never ever going to come up in Spider Cast ever again. No, you know what I mean. Like no. he's not going to mention that in in the regular comics. Um, so I was genuinely nervous that she was going to die. Uh, yeah, I mean the nun such catches fire and then the fire doesn't get put out. So mm-hmm. there is a there's a huge there's there's all kinds of risk mm-hmm. that I you know that. I haven't felt since like you know Kingpin kind of had him in his sights and etc. You know, here's the thing. I clearly, um, I think I probably got the least out of this of everyone. Definitely left less than Josh. Um, I don't know. I mean, to me, the, I mean, I, I do like Labyrinth and I enjoy Dark Crystal and I love what's that movie Legend with Tom Cruise mm-hmm. by Ridley Scott. But whenever I watch mm-hmm. those movies, I'm always excited. You know, oh, we're going to watch this. And then after four minutes, I'm like looking at my watch, you know, because at the end of the day, the story's got to be good. And I agree that there's nothing bad about the story. There's nothing bad about the dialogue. But and it's partly because it's a Spider-Man story, partly because Spider-Man's in it. But it just didn't pull me in. And maybe if it was just a girl and a neutral character, I would have it would have like pulled me in more. But because it was Spider-Man... It just, it, it just, he sticks out like a sore thumb in this story, you know? It's like, imagine Labyrinth, but with Clint Eastwood in it. You know, like, it just, you'd be like, what, when is he going to, like, shoot people? Like, it just feels really off, and I think that really hurt the tone for me. So it was really hard for me to get into the story. Like, I just couldn't, you know? Um, and also, now granted, one weakness I have is that I have, like, 35 years of anticipation because I saw advertisements for this story when I was a kid, and just like Jolie, I was like, oh, hooky, what's that going to be about? Is he going to skip school? No, not really. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I don't know. <laughs> so Wait, it's, it's her skipping on her responsibilities, right? Right, right, right. Like, kind yeah. of running away from 
from the thing that you're supposed to be doing. And I mean, even the fact that Peter leaves New York to, you know, kind of get rid of his responsibilities to help her out. You know what I mean? Like, so I get it, but yeah, the the title is a little strange. And you know, the other thing too is about the art. Cause I've, you know, read a bunch of Bernie Wrights and stuff. I actually, I'm not as big a fan as everyone else, as most people. I do think his art is good at times. Like you said, like obviously his forte is drawing monsters and fantasy um and and you know sometimes when he's drawing spider-man it's like wow i've never seen spider-man's you know anatomy like that or or whatever but i think one one disadvantage is that you know we're, we're used to reading like amazing spider-man by ron friends where ron friends he he hacks out those pages every month and spider-man always looks exactly the same and he's in almost always the same pose whereas this is the opposite where it's kind of like you said, it's like fine art where he's probably taking a lot more time on each shot. But because of that, there's a lot of inconsistency in the anatomy and in the characters, the way they look, right? From panel to panel sometimes. So, mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, he's... I, yeah, go ahead, go ahead. I, I mean, even Spider-Man's mask right. does not look like Spider-Man normally looks like. It really looks like the 60s cartoon to me. Yes, yes, you're right. And it, I think maybe the... Maybe... Um, Bernie never really read Spider-Man up until now. So he just kind of drew a male anatomy like he would normally draw a superhero male anatomy. And then he goes, oh, what does he look like again? Oh, yeah, the 60s cartoon. I know what he. Yeah, Yeah, that's right. Probably right. And just kind of copied that. Right. It doesn't it does not look like um, on model the comics at the time. Right. right. Which which is fine. I actually don't mind. I kind of like that, to be honest. It it makes it gives this comic to me at least like a little bit more of that like uh like a little bit of like an older tone you right. know what I mean? like it, it kind of adds to that like fantasy aspect and that this is like different from what we're normally reading right 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 um hmm. dave i know you haven't said anything in a while but yeah have you changed any of your thoughts do you still feel the same way or what are you thinking here um i i do really like the art i'm not disagreeing with that you know what it, it's not a terrible thing right it's not it's not like this thing where it's like you should never read this it's awful (laughs) it's not it's not um but it's also not like you have to drop everything and read this right now it's kind of for me it's in Mm. between i think it's good and bad like it it's just it's not terrible um but it's not super amazing right it's definitely different and to be honest if anyone is into like horror fantasy they would probably read this and be like this is awesome um and they you know spider-man yeah i don't know it just feels like spider-man was just thrown in there i don't know that's just mm-hmm. my my thoughts right yeah uh yeah i agree like i i i, I commend marvel for experimenting and for trying different stuff like a lot of their graphic novels at this time were terrible but at least they're trying to do something different I yeah. think at the end of the day, though, it really should have been Doctor Strange or just anyone mm. but Spider-Man. Yeah, I, I really enjoyed it, but I can agree with you. Mm-hmm. There, It does feel weird at times that Spidey is in this comic. Right. It, I, I think <clears throat> um, the X-Men or Doctor Strange or like a bunch of other characters could have come in and replaced Spider-Man and it would have felt better. Um, I, I don't think that um the reason of like the the themes being the same is enough right. for me to kind of um 
get past some of those weird moments where it feels weird that Spider-Man is like fighting this monster in a cloud city. Right. But uh, but I also don't mind it. It's enough for me. I can kind of like brush that aside to to enjoy the comic. Sure. Yeah. But is this a good Spider-Man comic? No. But is it? A, but did I enjoy it? And did I? Do I think it's a good idea and a good story and and all together good graphic novel? I think yes. Mm-hmm. If that makes sense, sure. like it's not. It's I would never give this to somebody as their first Spider-Man comic. Right. 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 Uh, can I? Yeah. Can I add to, something? Sure. Something that mm. I know everyone's waiting to talk about, but we haven't mentioned yet. Okay. The beginning <laughs> when they were referencing the Three Stooges so much. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That was kind of funny, but also kind of like, what's going on? Um, <laughs> well, what's was, everyone's thoughts on that? I, I just took it as like forced bad Spider-Man quips. You know, like yeah. he, Spider-Man's always trying to be funny when he's fighting crime. But yeah, those Three Stooges references just came off as really forced. That's how I took it. He does that a lot. Well, I know. Uh, okay. Actually, he references even the Three Stooges a lot. Does it's, he? It's, yeah, he does. He, he <sighs> It's it's. It's one of the things he kind of brings up. Oh. <laughs> I don't know. It was, it was kind of funny, strange. but I was just like, okay. And then he just gets thrown in an alternate cloud dimension. <laughs> I, um, I, I feel like it works um, <laughs> as like a thing from the 80s, right? Yeah. Uh-huh. Where it's, it is something relevant that a teenager would reference and talk about and like if I was a superhero as like a teenager, I'd probably be quoting and referencing a bunch of stuff that I like too. Yeah. Right. So <laughs> I think um, as an eighties comic, it's kind of right. It, it works, but looking at it now, it does feel strange and out of place. Uh, G.I. Yeah. Julie, any additional comments? What do you think? Uh, yeah. Well, I mean, I don't even like three Stooges references <laughs> in, in, you know, current culture because they just they just age you know mm. anything that you're looking at or i don't know it. i just yeah, yeah it, it it dates things uh, not only does it date things but it's just like mm, i never really found that the street the three stooges to be funny i did oh <laughs> i wasn't commenting on the three stooges <clears throat> i was just saying in the context of the story <laughs> within the context of the story it was unnecessary okay yeah for a minute i thought you were gonna make a three stooges noise like you almost did like like, no i wasn't gonna do that but (laughs) i mean i do it if it's asked of me okay Mm. unfortunately you make that sound and today's nobody's gonna think that that's three stooges they're gonna think you're being zoidberg so What's right. oh, oh, that? Yeah. True. Yeah. From Futurama. From Futurama. Uh, yeah. Yeah. The the reference felt very like Hercules referencing Air Jordans. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, like did you think oh, Larry the- Bird was going to be in the cloud dimension or something? <laughs> <laughs> uh, At least Penny Hardaway. <laughs> or maybe uh, maybe MJ, like Michael J- Jordan. I mean. Uh, oh not yeah not the other mj michael jordan <laughs> they're both there <laughs> they're both there okay yeah, why not <laughs> michael jordan with his air jordans that'd be perfect you know, that, re- that reminds me of a joke from uh the original transformer series too where uh 
there's this like uh, there are these kids and they're like break dancing outside on some cardboard mm-hmm. and like the cops the cops show up or whatever so he grabs his boom box and he goes let's make like Michael Jackson and beat it uh. <laughs> and runs away oh, awful. No. <laughs> awful joke yeah oh yeah. boy it did not age well, that joke. <laughs> no. 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 <laughs> uh. Okay. So, anyway, yeah. Sh- people should, if they <laughs> like horror or anything like hot fantasy horror and stuff like that, I would say pick it up. But otherwise, like if you're interested in Spider-Man, maybe don't look at it just for Spider-Man. Yeah. Except maybe mm-hmm. that one panel where Spider-Man's fighting a dragon, because that's pretty freaking sick. It's great. I didn't, I didn't oh know my his God. web could withstand that. He didn't either, apparently. Wow. Yeah, sometimes it's indestructible, sometimes it's not. It depends on what the story needs. Oh, yeah. Also, it, it's not like a real bad guy, right? Because his spider sense isn't going off, and he no- realizes, he's like, oh, this is just here to teach this little girl a lesson, mm. I guess. So, here's a question. <laughs> Since his spidey sense didn't go off, was it real? No. It was not. I'd real. say no. I'd say it was. They weren't ever in any danger. I think. Yeah, I think it was technically real, but it was never going to kill them. Uh-huh. Like it was never <laughs> dangerous, but. Here's a question. Okay. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Are these all written? Yeah, yeah. Keep them coming. I'm sorry if I'm. No, 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 go. But oh, not at all. On a lot of the Spider-Man com, like I haven't read, I've read a lot of Spider-Man, but not in a long time. But uh, it seems like the cops are always questioning Spider-Man for being like evil and causing the crimes. Why? Like, That's how much just- time has to pass for them to be like, Spider-Man is not gonna steal shit? You know, like I don't know. <laughs> Well, that's just, I know what you're saying, but that's his shtick, or that's like a shtick of the book, is that the cops are always blaming him. Like, that's just one of the things that happens, you know? I just, it happens a lot. Yeah. Yeah, usually the better Peter Parker is doing, the worse Spider-Man's doing, because um, the more photos that uh, the Bugle runs of Spider-Man doing something, the worse Spider-Man looks, because they use that against Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's kind of like the whole dynamic. So, you, so usually it kind of goes back to the bugle, uh, uh, like falsifying stuff about Spider-Man to make him look bad, and that's okay. the police yeah. don't like it. Yeah, don't okay. like him. And it de- depends on the police officer and and the story and what's needed. Then, so did you ever did I ever tell you the story of how I tried to buy a car from a guy that looked exactly like J. Jonah Jameson? Really? Oh my god! <laughs> he was not. He was also mean. He was very mean. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Did I'll it turn it out? I want two thousand dollars. Actually, it was similar. It was like, <laughs> it was like I want this price. He was like not budging on the price, and I won't go into specifics, but he was mean. <laughs> Did you buy the car? No way. Oh, well. <laughs> I went to not someone else. Sucks to suck for that guy. Yeah. yeah. So, um, do you have any more questions written down? <laughs> who? Do Anybody. You, who do you think? You, Anybody. Dave? Or oh, anyone me? else? Yeah. I, I like to do spontaneous questions. But, okay. Um, 
I do I have any more? No. Okay. Mm. <laughs> Man, so, I'm just looking at Bernie Wrightson's Frankenstein pictures and getting very nostalgic about it. Um, so the moment you said that, I immediately Googled it, muted my microphone oh, girl. and Googled it. <laughs> girl. Wow. Uh, you wow. should have been on Tumblr in like 2012. The girls were thirsty for this Frankenstein. I mean, I can see why. Why is he jacked? Why is he so hot? I don't understand. He's got well, like. Well, I'm sorry. If you're gonna build a creation, are you not gonna make him jacked and hot? That's yeah. It's that, true. You know what? Fair. Josh and has a point. Frankenstein does have a lot of interesting undertones. Mm-hmm. Of a man mm-hmm. making the perfect man, and it's just a huge jacked Adonis <laughs> of a man. I never thought about it like that before. Oh, I've only thought about it like that <laughs> right i mean fair <laughs> no you should high school rebecca every paper i could i wrote about mary shelley's frankenstein <laughs> really hmm just yeah, shoehorn that in like yeah has there ever presentation been a, in phys ed frankenstein always has there ever been a mm-hmm. spider-man frankenstein crossover uh, uh google hold let me see there has been a dracula and Batman crossover. <laughs> okay. Oh, wait a minute. A wait a minute. Marvel <laughs> Team Up number 36. Marvel Team Spider-Man Up. Spider Man and, and the Frankenstein monster. monster. Yeah. Did you guys should read we, that one? Should we read no. that? No. No, it's number 36. No. no, we should not. Not maybe, Marvel Team Up. No way. Never. Maybe we can do a special episode. Anyway. They also did Man Wolf. What hmm. year was that one? The. Frankenstein one. 80. Ooh, well, this one, that. it's uh, 75. Oh. Okay. Because, and then the I know invaders meet Frankenstein as well. Yeah, because I know he's in, like, the Marvel Universe. All of the the, the classic monsters kind of are, right? Mm-hmm. The Wolfman. Yes, it's kind of funny. Yeah, they are. You're right. Yeah, Wolfman, uh, Dracula, Frankenstein, and Mummy, I think. Yeah, 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 actually, yeah. It was a living pharaoh, too. I'm yeah. trying to think of, there was an episode of Ultimate Spider-Man where they're all in it. It's like the Halloween oh, episode. Oh, yeah, and I think yeah. Man-Thing there, too, right? Yeah, Man-Thing. Hmm. Hmm. Hold on, I gotta look up that episode. Well, while you're doing that, uh, let's do a recommendation. So we've kind of Ooh, already okay. covered this, but I would recommend this comic, ooh, but with a humongous... Um, preamble to explain to the person that you know this is not a typical story definitely don't recommend it as the first spider-man comic you read but if you're a fan of fantasy then you'll definitely enjoy the story uh dave constantino what do you think i'm on a similar agreement there um i wouldn't (laughs) not recommend it to someone but i would definitely say it's not your typical spider-man um so don't expect too much spider-man-y things other than (laughs) web shields no that's not a normal thing other than like, <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know. I'm, I'm screwing up my con- my train of thought here. Uh, so, yeah, I would just say it's not your typical Spider-Man comic, but if you like horror and uh, a strange alternate universe that involves clouds, maybe you should read it. Okay. Uh, G.I. Jolie, what do you think? Um, I recommend it uh, in two parts. If you 
are interested in Spider-Man comics and are also interested in not high fantasy, just like fantasy, um, I will... I, w- I, w- I would hand this to somebody who, you know, doesn't read... If Okay, if somebody handed this to me as a person who doesn't read comics or would like to read superhero comics, um, but didn't know, you know, where I should jump in, this would have been perfect. I love... I, I love the art. I love fantasy. I love cartoons that look exactly like this. Um, examples being like the last unicorn, like Becca said. I, can't, I those three words keep ringing in my ears, and um, it, I know it seems very strange to to be to ha- recommend this as a book, but mm. I, I don't like. <sighs> I don't think the right people recommended books to me to read when I asked for recommendations because this was mm-hmm. this would have been um, had they asked what I enjoy outside of comics um, or visually like as a very visual person they may have come to rest on this book well they may not have I don't know not identity crisis and uh, well that I picked War. up on my own okay yeah those. That one I picked up on my own because of uh, Brad Metzer. Okay. So, and I, it turned out I really, really loved that book. And that is kind of what made me search out on my own. Okay. Jolie, we need to start a podcast called Here Comes the Doctor Strange. Because <laughs> uh, yes, if you like this, if you like this, I think that... Um, I think you would really like a lot of the Doctor Strange comics, especially yes. more recent ones are actually pretty good. I know, I know today's comics are not good. There's a lot of good, co- there's a lot of uh, good Doctor Strange comics now. Um, the further back you go, the kind of weirder it gets and it's not, it's kind of like a little bit corny, but this is kind of the tone of um, what I know of Doctor Strange and I really enjoy it. Jolie, mm. we need to start a podcast called Doctor Strange <laughs> Fantasy about 1960s Doctor Strange comics, and I think you'd like those ones more. It should be <laughs> well. Right. Do you know what? Okay, I think we should all start a podcast <laughs> called Side Piece, where we just talk about things that we mentioned on the Spider Cast in more depth. Like go. Mary Shelley's Frankenstein. Mm. Don't, don't, I will talk about Mary Shelley's Frankenstein. It's like a show and tell. I love until that. Until I can't talk anymore. Right? Which is never. Becca should start her own podcast yeah. on Frankenstein. <laughs> I can just do it on my own. I just talk about Mary Shelley all, all day. Did you know she lost her virginity on her mother's grave? Isn't Whoa. that dope? Oh. Very dope. <laughs> yeah. Gonna... Oh. Wow. Mary Shelley's okay. the gothest to ever exist and she created fantasy and sci-fi so you know quite we stand a queen over here i thought you were gonna say to frankenstein but (laughs) no (laughs) have we been through all of our recommendations no No. mine was the last no No, i'm just busy talking about mary shelley um yeah, no, uh, I absolutely recommend this. Just just the cover alone, the, the wraparound cover, because, like, I know you can't really tell digitally, but it is a wraparound cover. Uh, yes, this art is awesome. I don't care at all that Spider-Man's in it, but it doesn't matter to me. <laughs> <laughs> Even a little bit. I just, I just, 
I adore this man's work. I kind of wish the art in this was a little bit more like the art in Frankenstein, but mm-hmm. I'm sure Marvel doesn't not does not have mm. the time. <laughs> it didn't have the time or the budget for something like that. Even though I'm pretty sure Bernie Wrightson didn't get paid for Frankenstein. I Whoa. think he, he did it because he loved it, mm. which makes it even mm. more better. <laughs> um, but yeah, so like obviously you're not going to have that kind of level of, of work in a, in a Marvel graphic novel because even though this artwork is very beautiful, um, I'm sure it took him years to do Frankenstein. So <laughs> Marvel's like, mm, we'll give you a couple months. <laughs> right. Also put Spider-Man in it. <laughs> yep, yep, good point. Uh, Joshua Merval, do you recommend it? Yeah, I think the only time I would not recommend this if somebody was asking me for a good Spider-Man story. Right. Because this is, it's not, it's not good because of Spider-Man. You know what I mean? Yeah, so yeah, like, yeah. it's it's not, it's not going to come up as like those classic Spidey stories, you know, that I would like point out to somebody to, to show them how, like how great Spider-Man can be. Um, maybe if a Spider-Man fan was like, hey, do you have any recommend recommendations for like weird Spider-Man stories I've never read before? This might come up, you know what I mean? As like already being a Spider-Man fan, be like, yeah, read this weird freaking thing that happened where he was pushed into another dimension. But no, um, I would definitely recommend this story. I had, I had a lot of fun reading it. I wish I did, but I didn't. But I still recommend it because, again, I give Marvel props for trying something different and for doing, you know, a, a different take on Spider-Man. And, of course, the art is great. It's not quite my cup of tea, but obviously he is a great artist and he's a legend. Mm-hmm. So for that, yeah, I recommend it. And with that, I would like to thank Dave Constantino for joining us for the second time. Again, it feels like there was many more, but I guess it's only been two. But <laughs> yeah, it's a good I, time. I can, come, I can come back. Sweet. Yeah, hope so. Yeah. Sooner if you want. For sure. Sooner than later. For like an actual Spider-Man and not like this stuff <laughs> right Which, don't get whatever, me wrong great but whatever you want whatever mm. you want okay sounds good man we'll definitely have you back and Thanks. uh yeah i guess it's time to announce what we're doing next week hey eh, guys because it is mm-hmm. number 100 next week is <laughs> the biggest episode we'll ever do we're gonna do <laughs> we're gonna do lists i'm unprepared we're, we're gonna have some surprise lists that i'm sure everyone's busy at home preparing for homework like our favorite this, our favorite that. We won't say what they are to keep it a surprise, but um, yeah, we'll, we'll have a few lists ready for people. And then as for what we're reviewing, because it's the 100th episode, we can't just do a normal Spider-Man mm-hmm. review. We're gonna go, we're gonna jump ahead to 2002, folks, and we're gonna review the first ever live action Spider-Man movie starring Tobey Maguire. Directed by Sam Ooh. Raimi. Yes, 2002, right. folks. Yeah. Uh, uh, uh-huh. Oh, God. Anyway. I just watched uh, it. Oh, perfect. I've been wanting to rewatch them, too. Yeah, so it's I have not wa- rewatched this movie in like 15 years. So I'm really looking forward to this. So uh, I'm sure there's no dated <laughs> jokes. But anyway, we'll talk about that next week. Okay. So anyway, thanks again, <laughs> Dave Constantino and Josh. You can take it from here. Yeah, we also want to thank you guys so much for listening to the podcast. It really helps when you leave us a review over on Apple Podcasts, or you can drop us a line on Twitter at, at @hctspidercast. Uh, please let us know what you guys think about the comics we're reading and the podcast itself. We uh, 
We want to keep that comics conversation going. That's right. So until next Monday, spider, spider friends, friends disperse. Go for it. Yay!